Magnus uh, is awful, truly a terrible unit. However, do you know what is even worse? Is Magnus without his warlord trait. The world's smallest violin for the man who did many things wrong. Everybody and welcome to episode 15 of Stat Check. This episode is called Chaos Soup for You. I am Ennis and I am joined, as always, probably mostly by Anthony and Nathan. Hello guys, how are you doing today? Joined more often than not by both of us. <laughs> and occasionally by me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm doing great though, although I'm getting a phone call just pretty- as our podcast starts apparently. Which is great. Oh, look at you go. I cannot right, use so... a phone call from. <laughs> see you later, Nathan. <laughs> thanks. thanks, Nathan. And that was our show, guys. Thanks very much for being with us. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, uh, I am uh, on... We don't, uh, we don't, we don't make the rules. Yeah, sorry. We can't do it without Dad. So I don't really know what else we're supposed to do. Yeah, he's just going to come back. Everything's on fire. Somehow my dog is here. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How are you, Anthony? How is your How is your last week or so been? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Been, you know, raking Emperor's Children list changes over my mind for two weeks and like torturing myself super hardcore about it. So that's been fun. Not just uh, and it's all gonna get about. Um, I will probably play something really similar to what Vic played, but I have like little things that I want to change to deal with the fact that I don't have a background in Eldar and I push my characters towards people and not away from them. So. You know, little differences. Yeah, it was funny, me and Vic were talking, talking about that specifically. <laughs> it does. Vic talked about that literally specifically when we were talking about it. He was like, like, I would put a Master of Executions in, but I'm too much of a, like, I'm too scared with my characters for that. So it's too slow and it makes me scared. I was like, okay, Vic, sounds good. <laughs> it doesn't move full so, changes. How could I possibly use this? Yeah, what am I going to do with this thing? It walks six, like everything else. But, you know, this one is the problem. <laughs> that is fair uh, as for myself I have had a pretty eventful week I got dumped on an interview at approximately an hour like an hour before it was like after it was physically possible for me to do it like you should probably go to oh thanks Anthony great <laughs> so I ended up having over sat over Friday and Saturday night I ended up having like seven hours of 40 related calls and I'm not even getting paid for them uh, so Ooh. So that's cool, but that does mean that you can check out another episode of bonus content with Enter the Matrix with Team Germany. Uh, that is live on Patreon Discord at the moment, uh, and it will be live for everybody a week on Friday. A week on Friday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. If you had the first episode of that with me as a guest, which is weird, uh, is live now for everybody. You can go and watch that, and you should. It's great content. And people message me were like, I don't want to disappoint you with team events in the future. And I'm like, good, that's what I'm doing it for. Um, poor Paul, man. Poor Paul. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I had a little RTT this weekend. I played a jokey jokey meme list and ended up winning the RTT, which was hilarious to me and confusing deeply. I still don't understand fully what happened. I'll give the story of that when we go to like a proper weekend review. Uh, but I'll let Nathan tell us how his week was. My week was great, obviously, as you can tell by the fact that I just got a phone call from my work, like as my pod as the podcast started. Uh <laughs> Weekend was fine, otherwise didn't really do any 40k stuff. 
don't really have that much going on right now. There's a lull briefly where it's just me working constantly instead of doing 40k stuff a lot. So unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't have a lot to report on the 40k front. Hopefully going to be painting and practicing with Imperial Guard moving forwards and get, have that army painted in time for rulebook release, which would be great. Just to make Anthony mad when five basilisks and two squadrons like destroy his entire Terminator brick on turn one from strategic reserves without being able to do anything about it. Do you know what's more fun is if we just pretend Indirect doesn't exist and ban it from the game? Um, I'd recommend that. I actually yeah. do highly recommend that. Indirect is real bad for player experiences. I just want to paint tanks and go vroom and make tank noises for a while. Uh, to be honest, I'm okay with guard being broken because I'll just stick GSC heads on them and then say that I've been playing them forever because I own, <laughs> like I have like 100 guards within three sentinels that have GSC heads. So that's basically a guard army as long as I go and buy like five Lehman Russes and some mana course. I do actually just love the thought. We're all the worst, yes. We, we're here just to punish you, Anthony. Guys, That's could you really... not tell from the fact that we all played Terranids at the very specific same time, and then like a month later, none of us were playing Nits? What would that tell you about the content of the people on our podcast? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Look, I'm still like, playing Tyranids, just 40, not 40k well. is a Venn diagram, and when ours overlap, it's probably not healthy in the middle. It's not good. Yeah, that's bad. This will actually be like the first time in quite a while where I think all of us will be playing like different armies with no overlap for a minute. I mean, I just played, I just played uh, Space Marines at a tournament, bro. So, oh, did you? Damn it. Why'd you have to ruin that whole thought for me? And always, yeah, oh. man, that uh, Mortarian meta that's what it's all about. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. They're gonna give him agents a chaos keyword, and you're gonna have to play him, and it's gonna be horrible for you. It, as somebody pointed out in chat, spore mines. Spore mines are my favorite. Spore mine tattoo is next tattoo because spore mines are the best. It's really all there yeah, is. Spore to mines it, are the best data sheet in Terranids that isn't a force of nature called a hive term. Yes, they're also the best free one. They're definitely the best. They're definitely free the one. best free data sheet in the game. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the best free data sheet in the game. They did kill us. A custodies bike captain during my last practice game with Tyranids into custodies. So was poor guy like not playing Emperor's Chosen or he was. He just rolled lots of under fours. Uh, so the the bike captain went away. I still think my favorite play in the game was somebody falling back their one wound, their one wound chaos. Like they had two bikes in combat with me, and they're like, I'm going to change to the one that falls back at charge. And I'm like, cool. Now you've done that. I'm going to cut them down. Now that you've only got a six up on your one wound bike. <laughs> Biggest brain, biggest brain play I've ever. That made. is the, so good. the smoothest, biggest, and yet wrinkliest brain play all at the same time. Sure did kill that bike. <laughs> fell back from like twelve acolytes. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna use this now. Every time I've used that stratagem, it has done nothing. I had like thirty termagants in combat with a one wounded technomancer once, and he got out of combat. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna remember to do this. And rolled like. 10 dice for however many were in base contact with him or whatever it was and rolled not a single six and it made me very anytime sad. a one wound character falls back for me i use it i can't stop myself if i'm rolling one dice i use it i used it on uh i used it on a th i used it on baharoth i used it on chainsaw and i used it on a troop master at lgt uh and i used it on uh roll i used it on a one of the votan characters the minus one to wound guy that fell back from five gene stealers i was like i'm just gonna roll two sixes bro you got two wounds left picked him up like, oh, I'm Jesus. so good at Warhammer. You don't get a judge token. The strategy killed you, not the unit. 
there were no attacks, so the unit did not kill you. The mortal wounds exactly. <laughs> spawning from midair killed you. Would you not get a judge token if you hive mortals, charge mortal something with the hive tyrant thumb? No, because uh, it's not I an attack. No. You didn't kill the hive tyrant. Didn't Did you kill get the them character. from Smite? Smite's not an attack either. That's a good point. <laughs> if you explode and you kill a unit, does it get a judgment token before it goes away? Do you get a judgment token in case your own unit, if your side, if your land raider explodes and kills your own unit? Oh God! <laughs> this is this is the kind of moment where we stare into the abyss of rules, right? And the abyss stares back at us, causing our minds to crumble to dust. Anyway, the most important thing to remember, guys, is use cut them down. It's really funny when it works, and it's only one CP. What? You don't have loads of them? It's Nephilim. <sighs> <laughs> I suppose I'll briefly <laughs> touch on my uh, Archie key because it's a good uh, good proponent for the Discord. Uh, I am not loving 40k right now because I'm really waiting for this balance data slate. I don't know if anybody's been looking at my Twitter. I'm really, what? really not happy with the state of everything right now. Is how? Um, so I decided to open the option up to the patrons of Discord to vote on a series of list concepts, and I would play the one that was the most heavily voted. So my initial list was like, I have an ultra memes list that I never played in a tournament. I'll try and pretend to update that for current rules, or I'll use my iron hands that don't have that still have storm chills on their vanguard vets, or I'll YOLO white scars. And then as an afterthought, I'd already started the voting and I was like, I own Magnus and Mortarian. I've never used my Mortarian in a tournament. And Magnus hasn't been out in a while. <laughs> what if I just did that? And um, of the like 40 people that voted, 25 of them voted for that option. So I took Magnus, Mortarian, including me, Abaddon, uh, two Volca Contemptors, three Obliterators, a Chaos Spawn, five Legionnaires, and 11 Cultists to a tournament. Such, the 11 such cultists a shit list. came up. <laughs> the 11 Cultists <laughs> came up because I lost 10 of them to, to uh, a squad of. Aphidian Destroyers and the Chronomancer in combat. The last one lived Tide of Traitors and gave my objective back and held my banner. Um, oh my God. Did morale? <laughs> I've all passed him. No, there was three left. So he killed eight, two ran to morale, one stayed Tide of Traitors and kept my banner up. Um... <laughs> I love everything about that. Everything about that is wonderful. <laughs> Why would you just do that? Um, so yeah, I played Abaddon, Abaddon, Mortarian, and Magnus. Magnus uh, is awful, truly a terrible unit. However, his you know what is even worse? Magnus without his warlord trait of minus yeah, one damage yeah. and no every power. He is so terrible. So I played against Tyron 1. I killed four Crisis Suits turn 1 with a single Volca Contemptor and Magnus Smites. Abaddon rerolls of Volca Contemptor is quite good, by the way. That was my main takeaway uh, from this weekend. Um, killed four of the four of like seven crisis suits. He still died to the Tau army, and the Hammerhead missed him. <laughs> there were guns left after that. The world's smallest violin for the man who did many things wrong. So bad. Uh, and then Mortarian was an absolute MVP, except when he died on turn two to a GSE shooting phase, and also had enough guns left over to kill Magnus. Um, and then Oops. he didn't die in game three. Um, yeah, so the main thing I learned was screen your dreadnoughts with your primarchs. Because um, the dreadnoughts are going to do way more damage somehow. Um, shout out to the one guy who got yeah. four rows to wound and dumped nine mortal wounds and 15 damage on the Silent King. Uh, Ow! Just ouch. Um, so yeah, I, it was almost enough to be like, I would consider playing Black Legion. Um, 
if there was like a little more, <laughs> a little more, uh, not a lot, but it was actually quite fun. The plus one to hit uh, against closest target was actually really nice uh, on Volkite Contemptors and didn't didn't suck on Obliterators. Data sheet, still too expensive, but hitting on twos in combat and hitting on twos at range is almost enough to make their damage output. I don't want to say consistent because it wasn't. But if you only if you pretend that the D three plus three and the D three shot profiles don't exist and you just accept them as like thirty three like bolter shots, they're okay. Okay, dude. If that if they were just cheaper, the word okay they would be is good. Yeah, yeah. The word okay is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. I appreciate yes, that. Yeah. Um, and Abaddon is quite good, even with one less attack than normal. Um, yeah, yeah. It's he's a good dude. Black Legion is just an Emperor's children and uh, creation's bile nerf away from being okay. You need a little bit of that, like, but yeah. I don't know. I like the object terminators, and I don't know. I think there's, a cool, there's cool enough stuff in Alpha Legion that you could probably make it work if it wasn't for the fact that Black Nephilim Legion is awful to Volcons. Uh, yeah, but if Black they Legion. open up the CP restrictions, you go fucking buck wild with the CSM codex, so... Yeah, you do. No, no, I just like they could just take it off of Volcons, is what I mean. Like that'd be much, much nicer. Oh, sure, sure. That's true. That's so <laughs> I was like, man, if you give me command points with that book, <laughs> I will show you nightmares. Show you so anyway, many. That's my little spiel on Black Legion. I don't recommend it. I, I, I didn't play against particularly great armies. I played a local RTT. However, it was quite funny, and I did win all three games. I dropped thirty-six points and twenty-six of them to Warp Ritual, where I only had two Primarchs to do it. And I lost. That's more than we could say about Jormungandr. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I actually won an RT with Jormungar, then took it to a GT. That was the mistake. Ah, uh, uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. um, that was the mistake. Yeah, the mistake was think, was taking it to a GT, even though I was planning on it as a joke. Um, I, mm-hmm. I can't commit to bits for that long. That's that's the main problem. As, ah. as it turns out, that joke is only funny to your opponents. <laughs> also yeah. true. I was I cast my interrogation with the wrong character and cost myself the five zero. That was the worst part. I definitely. Oh my god! <laughs> I cast it with my tyrant instead of my neurothrope and lost the game by three points. I lost the game by two points. <laughs> you idiot! Yeah, I know. God damn it, Ennis! And then that paired me directly into Brian, who had just lost my alternate pairing was like Armagers. <laughs> Much easier. Yep. Uh, and yes, Tim, I am absolutely waiting for triple fire mark. I will take Magnus Mortarion and Angron to an RTT. I absolutely and probably Abaddon as well. I will do that. I will commit to that now. That is a thing I will do. <laughs> I love it. I love the commitment. Three morons way. and some objective holders. Sorry, four morons <laughs> and some objective holders. Volcon and uh, five legionnaires. Okay. Yeah, that's didn't right. Lose a legionnaire, didn't lose a legionnaire all game, buddy. <laughs> or all event. I believe it. Nobody nobody had time. Nobody has time to kill legionnaires when they have two to three primarchs running at them, yelling at the top of their lungs. Yeah, Magnus is just like, right, so I'm going to command roll any advance that's less than a five here, uh, and we're going we're gonna to just start smiting you. We're just going to have a good time, and if you I don't started, have a good I time, that's just three. What else was I going to do? I mean, I you're not wrong. I'm he's not saying you're wrong. But he's not wrong. Exactly. Anyway, I, 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 the only black, the only strategy I used that was a black, that was a Chaos Space Marines one specifically was the, um, I, I made an Abaddon advance charge once. Other than that, I only used command rerolls uh, and interrupts for the entire turn. 
and Tide of Traitors once, sorry. So I used Tide of Traitors in, and Advanced Charge in game three. Game one and two just interrupts you, Commander. That's all you need. Warhammer's so easy. Just try to again when stuff fails. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, to have Innis's dice luck at this tournament, apparently we're nothing, nothing fails to happen. Yeah, like, I also went first all three too. games. Like, don't worry about that. Like, Easy. Oh. <laughs> ah, Warhammer's so man. easy, dude. You just go first and then you win. Um, so anyway, now that I've made myself look like an absolute idiot, but also a genius uh, at the same time, which is the stat check difference, baby, uh, <laughs> shall we talk about the actual stats for the week? Sure. It wasn't like that much bigger of a week this last week. We didn't have a ton of events again, but we're going to go through the stats anyways, because apparently people love it when I just quietly mumble my way through an Excel spreadsheet. So <clears throat> for this last weekend, uh, sisters were at the top. Uh, sisters had an overrep of 3.59, a win rate of 67.8%. And that was while being 3% of the meta. They won two events this weekend as well. Chaos Soup is right behind them, hence the title for this show, where there is actually Chaos Soup for you. I'm sure somebody will get that Seinfeld reference. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Chaos made up 7.9% of the meta with a 55.2% win rate. Two event wins, six top fours, seven top tens, and a 2.73 meta representation. And only was a 2.73 by... Oh, overrep. What does it mean? Overrepresentation for us, we calculate the number of top fours. And then the percentage that that faction wins of top fours. And then it's a ratio between that percentage of top fours the faction takes and their representation in the meta. And then we create a ratio using those and how many times more, if it's over one, that means you are more present than you should be based on your meta representation. If you're under one, that means you are less represented than your meta representation states within top fours. To give to give a super brief um, like example of that, if you're 25% of the tournament, we expect you to be 25% of the top fours. If you're 50%, Instead, then you're an overrepresentation of two. If you're twelve and a half percent instead, you're an overrepresentation of 0.5. So it's just the ratio of expected top fours to actual top fours. Um, there you go. Probably should explain that every episode in brief. Probably nah, example, people will learn it eventually. One. Necrons were in just, third place. Uh, Let's just hammer it. Just Necrons. Going are in third with a 7.3% meta representation, a 52% win rate, and a 1.95. They also took an event this weekend. Chaos Space Marines are in fourth with a 7.6% meta representation, a 54% win rate, and then they won an event, got four top fours and seven top tens, are in at 1.88. And then Custodies have flexed their way back into the top five with a 6.5% meta representation, 62% win rate, an event win, three top fours, seven top tens, and a 1.65. Did Custodes like forget that it's the other EC that are winning tournaments? I don't apparently I not. <laughs> but apparently Custodes have decided that they wanted to come out of retirement briefly and return to their glory I from Knockmon. Custodes were never bad. Their players just all suck. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I like to imagine that custodes just can't read and they saw that a bunch of ec were winning things and were like oh we're back cool now i can play tournaments again 
because we're okay. Yeah, they just yeah, they're like, the same oh, as just, they would have. <laughs> I grabbed the army out of the, the, the bed. Yeah. I was like, oh, these these don't suck. Oh, speaking, okay. speaking right. of custodies, though, Anthony. Speaking of custodies. Oh no. <laughs> we got we got an email in from somebody who had been paying attention to a bet that Anthony made during the Fight Club days of yore. Why? Actually. <laughs> so somebody said that challenged Anthony and Anthony accepted this bet where if a 100 power level 2000 point army won a GT that he would send them a gift. Well, your gift is going to be instead, Anthony, talking about the many virtues. And we'll we'll send you some dice when we get them made. And we'll like, we'll send you some we'll dice when this. they're done. Um. Oh so please, God. Chris, the person who sent me that email, please send me a follow up email with an address to shoot those to you. But in but Kipper's Anthony, melee, I think you hundred decide what you want to say. Yeah, and a hundred man in Nanaimo, Canada, was won by Mike Garcia in a customer's list was that it meets exactly those requirements. Players? It was a hundred players, a hundred power level, two thousand points. Wow, that's Perfect. so powerful. So, Anthony, why don't you wax philosophic about that while I figure out some other stats kernels for this week? Uh, I don't even know what to say. I just would like it for people to stop calling me on my stupid bets if that could happen that would be awesome but i keep making ridiculous nonsense bets and i keep losing so if we could calm that down so what the most important thing you guys is we're gonna do our best to bait anthony into making nonsense bets as much as physically possible uh anthony you want to you want an event with ec like the first weekend they were legal right yes how many more events do you think Vic will win before you get a second? Because <laughs> no. he switched to Alpar. <laughs> it's okay, man. Uh, Me and you just out here losing the dice down. You're budget Gaylord. I'm budget Vic. We're working on it. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, at least I, um, I've beaten dice down before. Like, it's not that difficult. Like, twice. <laughs> I'll just round out the top ten real quick so that we can talk about a couple dead factions and then a couple not dead factions. Well, like Nets, yeah. Yeah, so Harlequins are quite dead. They've dropped from their nearly three and they're occasionally spiking to six overrepresentation by dropping down to a very reasonable 1.32, winning zero events, only top fouring in one and winning in top tenning three events with a 2.7% meta representation lower than Gene Steeler Colt, apparently, who had a meta rep of... 3.3% and an overrep of 1.1. Death Guard at 0.94 for overrep. And then Tyranids, a totally dead faction, perfectly balanced at an overrep of 0.88 for the week. You can tell they're balanced because none of us are playing them. They should definitely not nerf them. It's true. Uh, and then the 10th place faction overall is Imperial Knights, followed right behind them by Tau Empire, just slightly behind them at the same overall record, but a lower overrep at 0.32 for Tau. Or 0.55 for Tau, rather. And at the bottom is still Leagues of Votan, who had two people playing them <laughs> for a 0.5% win rate. Uh, I thought it was lower than that. No, it's two players, 10 games, 0.5% rep, uh, five wins, and th or three wins and six losses, all three of which were one person one that draw, all three right? of us know. Yeah, so it was a 35% win rate. <laughs> 
Yes, 35%. I said 0.5% meta representation. Oh, okay. So confused. 35% win rate. Uh, We know the person who won all three of those games. So well done to the guy who went. I mean, my assumption is he bought two boxes and was like 1,300 points will do. Probably. I was almost considering doing that. I was considering putting that in as option seven on the poll, but I really, Just really wasn't risking it. Him. <laughs> I really yeah. wasn't risking them being like, yeah, you should do that, but because I, I know our Discord would have made me do that. 100%. We absolutely would have. The Adeptus Mechanicus continues their way to the bottom of the garbage pit uh, with a 0.8% uh, meta representation. But if a reasonable win rate at 529 but still no placements of any kind. Oh, that's cool. We'll find out if they've climbed in about two weeks when we do our second version of our tier list, won't we? So. <laughs> Definitely. I'm and looking forward to them getting much... massive price cuts in the data slate, making them entirely unreasonable. No, they're um, just going to... Adbeck planes are going to move to like dedicated transport slots so they're not aircraft anymore. <laughs> and for easy-peasy lemon squeezy in chat, I do not track the individual power armor sub-factions because I hate them. He's talking about option 7 on my poll. Oh, fair. Uh, I, I've never played Imperial Fist, uh, and I'm not willing to denigrate myself to that level. Um, <laughs> so, no. No, it won't be. And I, I think the all of the Space Marine factions did poorly. Only one of them did okay. Space Wolves are the ones that did okay. It's because all the, like, I think Space Wolves went like four and one at one of the Glass Hammer ones, the one Vic one. So, uh, so Space Wolves got one top four, two top tens, and had a meta rep of 1.9%. So they have an over rep of 1.88 and a win rate of 43%. But that's with seven people playing it. So one person, two people did reasonably well. I, I guess it counts. Oh my gosh, the awoos in chat. Get out of here with that nonsense. Anybody who types awoo is an immediate <laughs> three-day ban. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but I like Nurgle Matt. Don't ban Nurgle Matt. I also like I, Ben I'm Wade. Sorry. I'm, I'm hmm. sorry, but there can be no... You said get fucked in At least he gets the vibe. Uh, Nurgle Matt can yeah. stay officially now because he immediately just wouldn't get fucked in it. <laughs> That's how you can get around in our Discord if you're curious. Is is just throwing shade at Innes is the one way, yes. Well, if you yeah, get I hear, uh, good, it's completely like a good flame before we ban you, you get to stay. Exactly. So what what all do we want to talk about this week now that we've gotten through our stats? Kind of a relatively predictable stats week, other than the fact that neither Tyranids nor Harlequins took an event home this weekend. Oh, there's, a, there's apparently a dog. It's puppy time. That's what it is for Meta. It's our... Yeah. This dog is just the best, so it's fair. Fair. I mean, I guess we could just bring him in. Just bring the dog in, Ennis. Just bring the whole he dog knows about it. as much about stats as I do. That's fair. I mean, we're going to teach you some more about stats soon, though. That's true. And it'll be great. I promise. Oh. Oh. I'm to get dog failed. No, he's, he's he just came up and, like, chopped on the door. Uh, so he was like, uh, will you give me attention? Uh, he's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So what is our Ryan, meta? You should slapper? get a puppy. You should absolutely get a puppy. Like, 100%. Even 
Yolo White Scars, buy a puppy. Like these are the two official advices of stat checks. Brian has two options though. He left out the second option. You can get another tiny, cute Maine Coon kitten or a puppy. So he's already got we'll two have cats. a pull later, I, feel like, I guess. I feel like a puppy would be a, a good third Por option. Porcano los dos. Get both. That's what man I mean. Said. Also fair. We could show of hands on it. Got hands. Come on, Ennis. Uh, you've got hands. I'm on too. team puppy. Oh. I'm Just on team puppy. both. I'm allergic to cats. So. Oh. Oh. It's a terrible shame. It deeply is. <clears throat> so Ennis, since you said you were so tired, why don't you pick I, some meta topic for the week so and then we can keep going? Otherwise we can talk about chaos soup All and right. it's so, suddenly doing well. On a scale of one to ten, what old world army are you guys buying? What what? Oh, old world, world army. army. Is is high elves one of the old world armies? Absolutely, because that's mine. Yeah. Back off. Oh, sorry. High elves all day, every day. I guess vampire counts are dark elves. I don't think dark elves are going to be involved, are they? Yeah. Are they going to be in the old world thing? Because I thought they were just keeping it to factions that were on the continent. Don't what? get closer to the. You heard what I said. <laughs> Full time or kind of Caradron, basically the same thing. Do you see the rage over the yeah. fact that they're putting um Sigma Marathi into uh Total Tor? Like, they are they? apparently, Ooh, apparently, there was concept like art. That. That. What I'd, I I love that I shit. People were raging over uh Sigmar Why? Thing current uh, influencing old worlds. Bring Sigmar all the way into it. Make me a total Total War Sigmar. I'll do it. I would be happy to play that game. I would love a Total War End Times. That would be dope. That would be cool. Hell yeah, man. I want Magic Grimgore. Yeah! I just... There's yeah. all sorts of shit. Fully charged Archaeon, like riding the four-headed Greater Demon Beast and stuff like that. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck yeah. Buff Techless. Um, we just dropped well, like yeah. four viewers and we started talking about Old World, so maybe we should talk about 40k. Um, <laughs> <laughs> focus. focus, focus back up on 40k. Do we want to talk about the chaos soup list that have been coming out? No, not the really. Emperor's Children's, each demon's vanguard. Yeah, how they should be. Wait, we can talk about that first. We can talk about how they're not supposed to, they shouldn't be legal. I don't think they shouldn't be legal. I think people should just readjust whether the game is going to match their lore expectations or not. It's not so much about the lore expectation. You're just looking at, at a rule and being like, that line doesn't mean anything. They, they put that in there not to do shit. Like, that's on purpose there. To do uh, unfortunately, that's kind of what happens right now. But just think of it like, no, Apodol also has I understand. I understand what it says, but this is also like so, Celestine is immune to damage one. It's what it says. For context, <laughs> the way that the demonic allies rule works for demons is that if your army is, if your thing is less than 25% power level, it gets Agents of Chaos. And then there's an additional rider if the if you're pure Nurgle with Death Guard, pure Zinch with Thousand Sons, pure Sonesh with um, Emperor's Children, and pure Corn with Warbearers, you don't break any detachment rules that require you to not be things. Uh, you also gain Agents of Chaos because you're 25%. So you just, the, the reason that's there appears to be because Death Guard and Thousand Sons don't have an Agents of Chaos Rider. So technically, they don't currently work with Abaddon, which I don't think anybody is playing that way, but is technically, if rules is written. Um, but the unfortunate is that 
Emperor's Children and World Eaters have a it's a Chaos Rider, so they don't care about that rider. They just work with the regular 25% rule, which means you can take, for example, a change caster and 12 flamers in your Emperor's Children list. Uh, and that gains engines of chaos, which doesn't prevent you getting let the galaxy burn uh, or anything of that kind, which means that you're, you know, you can ally in Zinch with your um, Emperor's Children. Your Legion or you, trait. Could, you keep your Legion trait, or you could put in uh, a great enclaimer with your War Leader's army or whatever. Um, yeah, that that's just unfortunately how the rule works. It's written with very poor text. It seems, but it seems, yeah, it seems weird very, when there's text there that very does. clearly unintended. Yeah, but uh, let's be real: the Agents of Chaos rules are an utter mess right now. Um, okay. They are so much worse than Agents of the Imperium, which is already kind of confusing and has its own little weird caveats. But Agents of Chaos being the primary way you play Chaos right now is drawing a lot more attention to it than, you know, people putting in some Elucidian Star Striders. Um, yeah. Or an Inquisitor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which nobody does anymore because of Boar the Witch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's obviously several lines in the book that are intended to do a thing, and then they just don't do the thing well enough where they should restrict you to having only Slaneshi demons with your Emperor's children and stuff like that. Chaos or is a mess. Eaters, right? on. Or world eaters, yeah. Like you could take like you could take world eaters that aren't allowed to take psychers and then just take a demon's detachment, put a psyker in it, and be like, oh, we're patrolling world eaters. Yeah, you can run uh, you can run your world eaters land raider alongside Abaddon and 12 flamers. Uh, <laughs> sure. But I mean it's the same it's kind of the same thing where Black Templars can't take psychers, but they can ally in an Inquisitor who's a psyker just fine. Mm, yeah. Like I don't know, man. It's it's all they can't take librarians. Yeah, they can't take librarians. Specifically, librarians have are librarians, right? They all have the keyword, so you can't bypass it other than by taking allies. Anyway, the main thing is the list is legal. It looks super weird on paper, um, but god damn, is it fucking annoying? I mean, they're the shooting from those noise marine units in particular. When you get blast masters on them that are flat four damage on most tables, if you can get close enough, and you're ignoring modifiers, so you can just advance them and kind of troll around if you have to and shoot at full effectiveness. It's kind of nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, they're noise marines are great, and so are flamers. Uh, yep. Like I don't have anything wrong with it from like a power level perspective it just seems very like you're looking at a rule set and being like that one doesn't do anything and that just seems also be like i just find it really annoying the chaos lists are like 1200 points of your thing abaddon and flamers like a lot of them are yeah are you saying that when a a unit is like a solid 10 points under costed four flamers and then like solid like 30 to 50 points under costed in the case of abaddon that they might be too good and might warp the entire super faction around them well when you can take them in every list yeah it's yeah pretty good it's, just it's like it. a, it's like the castle the thing, but smaller and oh way yeah to fit in lists. uh yeah I, mean, I don't love that i don't love the homogenizing effect they've gone with with uh, the chaos attachment rules at the moment yeah it was okay I, uh, it seemed I, like with troops going into eldar because that was just like one one nah, faction with players there as well honestly if you want to make if you want to like make stooping not a thing make it not a thing yeah but you could do so much like you could put so many points in your traveling players attachment that it was pointless yeah, calling it a traveling a t- players attachment 
You don't gotta tell me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you no, remember that Jakari list I wrote? Oh, yeah, 700 <laughs> points, 700 points of I have heard the prey and Drazar, and then the maximum allowable that's of troops. That's true. They probably should uh, add some more days. riders to those things about secondaries and such. Probably. Maybe. Just a little bit. I'm really happy that Abaddon's super good. Like, I don't want to see him just go into a grave, but I also would prefer if there was, like, you know, slightly more to run him? cost. Yeah. I mean, in CK, it's reasonable not to run him, right? In Demons, it's stupid to run him, but, like, you know, once you get past that, it gets very, like, eh, what are we doing? Yeah. There's times where it's just... Yeah, there are a few builds, but, like, he shouldn't be always probably, like, 90% representation in Chaos Space Marine lists. I don't think anything should really be that, other than, like, your bare minimum troops. So... <laughs> I definitely have played against Abaddon more times than I think any other single Chaos data sheet. I don't think I've played against him yet. <laughs> Which seems weird now that I think about it. Certainly have played against like cultists more, but you just won't remember it. Because <laughs> they don't do anything except stand like over there. <laughs> Look, cultists exist only in theory. <laughs> until you really lose 10 of them. And then bring the rest. I know I spent 500 points to kill 10 of them. <laughs> Don't kill the start. fuck out of my 10 dudes. <laughs> oh, I never said the exchange was good. <laughs> the risk I, I just, took was calculated. I let, but man, I let, I let Anthony really bait me into it by telling me I shouldn't do it. <laughs> He's I was like, like you Don't do, do that. This. this is terrible. What are you doing? He was like, <laughs> I think I you're you. trying to trick me, but this ten to one ratio is good for me. <laughs> you he, won't be able to kill me, the pirate of horse back. He got me thinking so hard that I was making the right decision because he kept telling me it was the wrong decision. <laughs> that I ignored ah. math. That I ignored math completely and was like, no, they all go here. That's why the pyropod is not in any of the lists I'm playing right now. It gave Nathan too many options and he can't handle them. Sometimes, yeah. this is true, sometimes you're given an option and you're like, man, I could really push this big red button. But I don't always need to push the big red button right away. Sometimes I can wait a turn or two to push the big red but button. But it's there and you could push it. It's true, and I did. In two the shit games, out of that big red button into those cultists' forehead. In two games, I slammed that big red button way too hard in situations where I didn't need to and lost. I'm not going to lie. I've definitely like committed the power part in a real sketch place because I'm like, it'll make them deal with it. And then it's like, yeah, it did. But was it really worth it? <laughs> and your opponent's like, oh, cool, I dealt with a quarter of your army. I don't know. This was when it was like 30 point power of horse. Like, I don't a much know. I had more like 4, reasonable point of turn is left after that. When it's only an eighth of your army, sure. back when the pyropod cost like 250 points total, basically across it. Yeah, it was. That was a much easier point. Yeah, it was 280. Christ, man. Yeah. I miss those days. Like, it's so expensive in that. <sighs> still fun, though. It is still still fun. 350 points is still pretty reasonable for what it is. Yeah. Um, Brian, power of our pods were never the better. They were a thing I was doing in my psychosis, and then a couple people were like, "This seems good," and then it never, and then it went away again. Uh, I basically listened. Everyone else to took them in cracking and yeah, everyone else took them in cracking and shot them. Yeah. yeah. 
It was a very, very pure I considered Gordon once because all winning on fours in the mirror was really good at killing Maliceptors, but it what's never made one... it, it never made it off the concept table. Which what's the one for plus four inches and minus and an extra Cronus. point of AP at half? I did I did actually play test that because Cron um I was expecting levy nerfs in the last days, so I was like, I'll try some Chronos stuff, and then I did stop doing that. Uh, yeah, Chronos sure Pyropod seems kind of interesting. Not good, but interesting. And kill those, Rubble, all those yeah, Robo did three take a part of WTC, Brian. Um, Robo did take a part of the WTC. I'm sure he did not regret it in his Kraken list. <laughs> <laughs> he did get one point against Sean, which is more than most of his other opponents could say. It's true. That's also true. Oh, man, Kraken. We could have the Kraken Leviathan discussion again. That's always fun. People out there think Leviathan's not, not the best turret in the fleet. Wait, I, I don't Art of it. War, Art of War did release a top ten units in the whole game. Oh, we just respond. We just reacted to, to react to Art of War. Do you want? Yeah, do you want to react? react let's to do. It? We've not done react to Art of War in a while. Let's do you do want it. me to? Oh, do you want me to? Open get up it on. Get it on. I was free from this. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you're gonna need to run us. You're gonna run us through these top these top ten in reverse order, right? And tell us why Art of War thinks they are the top the top 10 units oh man here we go all right so i'm gonna have to go there are seven honorable mentions first of all oh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back after the honorable mentions kids all right um honorable mention number one i have to get through a youtube ad first before oh, because apparently nobody has the list just in text the caladius grab tank is the first top honorable 17. mention yep, that sounds right top 17 caladius matt staple in every list. Honorable mention number two hey, is four minds. We're gonna we're gonna wait until Anthony's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Anthony, the first met the first representation for the honorable mentions was the Caladius. Fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm the gonna skip over minds. all of the nuance. No, no, but honorable no. mention all honorable mention number two is four minds. The Necron Scarab is honorable mention number three, which is fair, I actually think. I think we've broken it. Zoanthropes are honorable mention number four. Yeah, okay. No complaints. Noise Marines are honorable mention number five. We're not through the honorable mentions yet. Wait, yeah. honorable mentions us as long as the tier list, you know it's quality. The Hecaton Land Fortress is honorable mention number six, a unit that hasn't they, even been. They put that in like <laughs> B tier yet. on their Voton tier list. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Land Fortress is number. It six. wasn't even like the top five Voton units in their previous tier list. I'm so confused. Um, number seven is Swooping Hawks. This is honorable mention seven. Yep. Yeah. So now we're into number ten. Number 10, right. War Dog Stalkers are number 10. <laughs> Anthony is Anthony is making bug eyes at the camera for the for the for podcast viewers. We don't get to experience better, the of Anthony's despair right now. Better the than ninth a best. Oh, go ahead. Land Fortress, huh? There are 10 better codexes than Chaos Knights, like yeah, but okay. <laughs> Number best. 15, Burger King for less. Agreed, agreed, Mikey. <laughs> best, best data sheet number nine. 
is Repentia. Okay. I think I'm that's not reasonable. Even, not even mad. I, I prefer Zephyr, personally. So Zephyr Mahara on the list. I won't complain. Number eight is Dire Avengers. I don't when know. When did they make this tier list? Last year? <laughs> like four hours ago or something like that. Just keep on <laughs> moving. I just... What was I adding in this? That was number eight. Are we in number seven? Remember, all of these are better than Noise Marines, guys. And the Land Fortress. Number seven is Scorpic Destroyers. Yep, better than Wraiths and, and Scarabs, definitely. 100%. Number six. Crisis Battlesuits are number six, the okay, sixth best yeah. data sheet in the okay. game. Well, enough of that. Are units one through five commander variants? <laughs> we'll find out in a second. One through four. Come on, there's only there's only number five is the first Tyranid unit, and I fear that John Lennon has had some influence on how this works. Is it Raveners or the Sporosis? <laughs> it's Raveners. <laughs> Raveners are the fifth best data sheet in the game, and they're better than Crisis suits. Better than crisis. And they're better than spore mites. Yep. Even Nathan can't believe what he's reading. Number four. I am not reading it. I have to watch their YouTube video and <laughs> scroll to the next unit, basically. Uh, number see. number four is the Sun Shark Bomber. Which I think is fair. That's a reasonable okay. unit. It's a real good data sheet. That unit is wild. That's fair. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll, I'm not annoyed about that. Number three is the Tyranid Warrior, which okay. Fair. I would I would say the Leviathan Tyranid Warrior specifically. Yeah, that, that's fine. We can skip some factions. Like, I'm okay with them just like talking units. I'm sure they went into more context on some of these. Number two is the Harlequin Troop. So number one is the Silent King, right? It has, I assume, right? It's, it's got to be a Flyrin, right? There's no way characters. They... This is non-characters, as an aside. Uh, oh, okay, so it's units. Okay. okay, that makes me less annoyed. Okay, the I'm best data sheet in the game. I'm here or Cthonium Har Harpster was on this video, and I think that had something to do with it, to be fair. So is it the uh, the, the Terminators or the Berserkers for Voltan? So the number one best data sheet in the game is the Zinch Flamers from the Chaos Demons Codex. <laughs> There's a lot of silence happening here. So Sangar, <laughs> not up there. The I mean, I would probably have the GSC Neophyte or or Jackals in that like top. 12. Uh, Necron Wraiths, insultingly in, unmentioned. Uh, Scorpix in there at all. Horrifying. I do think Flamers are probably one of the 10 best data I'm sheets. I have Flamer in my top five, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't know about number one overall in the game. But Chaos Terminator is unmentioned. Time. Possessed unmentioned. Biovores. Spore Mines in, but not Biovores is a wildly interesting choice. No Harpy. No, Spore Mines, like the unit, like the one you pick points for. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. yeah. No, no yeah. one, no one mentioned obliterators. Also true. Uh, <laughs> we didn't see a single Thank mention God. of obliterators either. 
Where where is my Night Lord Leviathan Dreadnought with its Volkite Culverins? I think Anthony would have instantly retired from R of War if they had said that if they put up Raiders in the top 15. I would have. I would have just stepped down. I would have been like, guys, it's been a great run. I really appreciate everything you've done, but um, this is fucking too much. <laughs> also, Harlequin Troops over Star Weavers seems wild to me. Yeah, having one without the other is definitely a choice. One Harpster made. Um, yeah. If Harpster was on the tier list, why weren't, we Death, Guard, why weren't Death Guard Terminators in the list? <laughs> Harpster and uh, Siegler, provided I recognize Art of War folks correctly, are the two people who are hosting the tier Oh, then where were, like, Sicarian Infiltrators? <laughs> where yeah. were any Admech units? Dude, Rustalkers are still wild, by the way. What happened to them? Why does no one talk about that anymore? That unit's so crazy. Yeah, I still can't believe Infiltrator just turn off rerolls within 12. It still confuses me deeply. Um, and yeah, no one talks about that. <laughs> Admech have some wild data. She's hiding behind no CP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no Hearthkin Pioneers. No Berserker. I don't think Pioneers are better than the Land Fortress. I don't either, but I think they're both better than a lot of units on that list. I'm surprised that they decided to nominate just one one unit, which is the Fortress if you're going to pick a unit, I suppose, but the Berserkers are probably more of a staple even than the Land I thought they put the, they put the, the fucking Terminators as the top unit in the Votan Codex in their upgrade in their list. So the, oh. they did a tier list to post their Votan, it was like three combat units in the Bro and the Grimnir. Or like the top four units. What? Did you not see that mm. one? No, no, I don't watch our own content. That would be what? I don't watch our stuff either, unless it's under the Matrix. <laughs> well, then how are you going to know about all the questions you're going to be asked? Yeah, Lord. <laughs> Fuck. I was just glad that we there was a lull, and apparently Art of War decided to provide us with something interesting to review today. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I mean, in, Innis, what is your top five for units then? If we had to go in no particular order, you don't have to rank them from fifth through first, but just pick a top five. Turn of Warrior, Turn of Harpy, um, Harlequin, the Bolt, um, Zinch Flamers, and a Votan unit, but I'm not sure which one because I've not played it enough. Okay. But maybe uh, maybe Crisis, like like top six. I'll take that. Like if we're doing units, not characters. Yeah, just units, no characters. Yeah. We can talk about characters in a minute. We can create like, our own tier list of characters. Ne Necron Destroyers are like the another one that's in that top ten. Uh, the Locust Heavies uh, or the regular ones? The, 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 the regular Locusts, because Jesus fucking Christ, that unit's carrying that Codex solo. <laughs> like, the Silent King thinks he's doing all the work. He's just making that unit do work. That's it. That's it. Anthony, what are your top five units and why are they all in the Tau Codex? Uh, and how many times did you? Because uh, I still have. <laughs> I still wake up screaming when I think about that, that codex. So yeah, that's why. Burn. Which of the four burst kind of data sheets is your favorite? I don't know. I can't tell them apart, and they all have different rules. So. Right. So the R War tier list: the top four units in uh, Votan are in order: uh, Uthar the Destined, the Generic Terminators. Uh, the heart, the pioneer, then the generic call, then the grimnir, then the broker, then terminators, then the land fortress, then the anir champion, then the regular troop, then the sagittar, and then the terminator, and then the gun guys. That is art of war approved by the same people who made that tier list just there because that was harpster and Siegler. 
they must be really excited about the teleporting or something about for the Terminator unit. I can't really imagine what else is exciting. That Terminator unit got so expensive in the points changes. They shoot and they also punch, dude. No matter, they can raise so many banners. They can. They can raise lots of banners. It's true. That was They're really expensive. Right? So they... <laughs> They're really expensive, so they count for it to the last. Yeah, for all those Eternal War missions you're playing. Uh, it's a wobble squat we fight, house. right? Yeah. Anthony, what is your top five units currently in the existence, if you had to pick five? I don't know, man. Uh... <laughs> Magnus, Mortarian, Abaddon, Volca, Contemptors, and Flurriers. Yeah, like Crisis, CSM Terminators, Flamers. Uh, I don't know. Tyranid Warriors. Tyranid Warriors, yeah, and then like Biovores. Reasonable. How about characters? How about characters? I just gotta know. What Flyer, Silent King, Silent King's been here, Silent King's been here, and the Flyer again. <laughs> it's just the Flyer five times. One, I won't one place for each mortal wound he's just done to you. <laughs> it's true. I yeah. won't lie, the Flyerant is all five places in my heart. It's true. Because every not time even the Flyerant. close. He, he just. It's bad like man Flyerant, everything. Abaddon, Silent King, one of the variants of, of Tau Commander, whichever one you're feeling on the day, and. The troop master, That's or like right. another crisis. Variant? Death jester before him. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the, the rift death jester. Fuck that guy, Jesus Christ. That's actually a better top five. I I think I agree with it because the Silent King does so much work in that book, and then oh yeah, the Silent Ab King is a, Abaddon yeah, does a lot nature. of work in his book too. Actually, this. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. No, no, <laughs> that's fire. Then those four. Then four. That's because those yeah, are yeah, the names sure. that Anthony wakes up in a cold sweat every night saying. <laughs> Cold Star Enforcer. Do you know how um, they were like, like Drago carved Mortarian, his name, his grandmaster's name in Mortarian's heart? Yeah. Uh, Those after, are the every, names after every time Long to beats Anthony, he gets to add another crisis to Anthony's. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, gosh. Draz is I wish, top five, I wish Drazar was in the top thinking. five. That was, that's pretty like everything. Draz isn't even top ten. My man. beautiful hero. Purdue's been ousted by like Bellacor and shit now. <laughs> like... I would probably put uh, Drazar into my top 10 just out of nostalgia's sake for him standing on 40 like, like Vanguard like bodies screaming at the sky. three Crisis Commanders and two Greater Demons that are better than Drazar that don't make the top five. All right, no more. This is just going to make me sad. Move on. Let's let's move on to questions then since we don't have a lot of meta. No, we're not taking questions this week in honor of Games Workshop's balance approach. Um, so we're just going to... Oh, I don't want to play the video. I'm done with that. What are we going to do then for the last 30 minutes of our show, Ennis, if we're not I going really to take I really don't questions? know. I was just kind of hoping you guys were going to know. Uh... We would need more advanced knowledge than right now. Here, Ennis, do the plugs. This is always. This will take about 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, let me just quickly check the... So, uh, thank you, everybody, for being with us. Uh, we are not quite done with the episode yet. We've got about another half hour of utter bullshit to go. Uh, but if you're enjoying it, we really appreciate it. If you could help us out by dropping us a like, a comment, subscribe, hit the button that gives you notifications or anything like that. Uh, it's all really helpful for us for getting discoverability. Uh, check out the comments for YouTube. Um, we'll try to answer anybody that has anything to say. 
Um, if you're enjoying us and you're listening to us live, you can check out us, check us out at YouTube for any of the back episodes. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on a podcast app, you can find us live every Tuesday night at a time that makes me sad. Uh, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, like midnight? 10, it's currently 11 p.m., but my clocks go back in a couple of weeks, so we'll figure that out when it happens. Um, <laughs> if you're really enjoying what we do and you're in a position to support us, you can check us out at patreon.com slash statcheck, where you can get access to our Patreon Discord and also our bonus content. This week's bonus content was an episode of Enter the Matrix, which is Anthony's show, ostensibly, uh, where he talks to WC captains <laughs> alongside the Polish WC captain to get some insight into how they run their teams. Next week's episode is going to be another episode of my interview show, Innocent Outs, where I am interviewing Mitch Beard of Team Iceland and the Sister Act 40K podcast, which is a really good episode where we just dive into some fun stuff about people in and around 40K. There's also an episode about Nathan on that one, so if you want to find out what Nathan's favourite pastry is, you can check it out there. Um, <laughs> I just remembered yeah. that I did record that. You did. Uh, I've still not built any of the guys from the show into doing it because... Uh, Wait for my anyway. invite, bro. I have invited you multiple times. I'd be like, is anybody free to do this this week? And nobody responds, ever. So I'm always I just um, I'm free. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And then either this week or next week, depending on what happens with my workload, because I'm running like 50 different projects at the same time at work right now, I will teach Anthony either this week or next week. Cool. We are going to take stuff. a quick two-minute break so I can run and use the bathroom recovery drink of war, and then we'll be back for... Another half hour. I will probably will actually take some questions, but I wanted to make the joke. So I will be back in two minutes for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to take something from Anthony and just lean into the microphone, <laughs> lean into my camera real quick yeah, about just... that. God damn it, Ennis. Not... Actually, we probably could have done that. We could have just talked about 30 minutes of nonsense from the show. You can we go see Anthony on this week's Art of War Down Under, where he his persona, Tony V, is on with Adam Camilleri. Which is my favorite 40k podcast is Art of War Down Under, aside from 40k Fireside with Vic. And I can't remember his co-host's name. It's running out of my brain. David. David. I don't know. I can plug other people's nonsense. Anybody else want something to be plugged in chat in the next 30 seconds before we continue on with our evening? <laughs> and by oh, evening, I mean... I did go after the... Uh... 40k old heads pretty hard on Adam's show. Oh, did you? I have that yeah. in my queue to listen to on my way to work tomorrow, so I guess I'll have to do that tomorrow. You you definitely should listen to it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tony V goes after all the old war gamers' knees. It's true. He's a he hates them, man. I mean, understandably, I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of grognards in our community, which is going to be my encapsulating That's term for like. Old it's not even, 40k it's not even people. Dude. Fair. I mean, just, I just, just have a whole community of people good at the game. I man, I just have locals who hate competitive play, and because they're established, they make everybody else not want to play competitively. Oh, that's so, That's what I, my experience with old Warhammer 40k heads is that in my local community, mm. at least. Look how great this dice Which, is! Oh, that's awesome! Is that? Is that an Innis dice, basically, from his stance at the table? Uh, pretty much. I have a bunch of cool ones here from WTC. I dumped out that dice bag on my desk the other day. We got this boy. That you can't oh, really that one? see. I can't see Normal it. blokes. Oh, that's a good one. I guess I could preview yeah, the uh, fact that uh, we are doing dice. Oh, yeah, that was a good segue. Good job of using my ADHD for good. 
Uh, I mean, I'm, I got to figure out a way to share the image without like sharing everything on my screen. Ah, eh, fuck it. You guys are gonna see my whole screen. There you go. We got this. Here you go, guys. Space. Oh. This is going to be our die that we are working on right now. We've ordered them, and now we're in the process of getting these dice in white, and then we'll work on getting a reverse scheme of this color die flipped. at a later point. Basically be color flipped. Um, so hopefully we'll have those in time for LVO in January is what we're hoping for, and we'll let everybody know what we're going to do with the how we're going to distribute those dice at that point. But yeah, dice. Everybody loves dice, right? Dice. Woo, dice. Approved. Anthony, are you still going to Coventry? I am absolutely still going to Coventry. I'm super excited. I figured out most of my accommodations and stuff. I bought the ticket. I am trying to not stress myself out too much about list building for it, but I am instead just like randomly ruining hours of my day at a time, getting stressed about minor CP differences. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's been my prep. I really need this data slate to hit sooner rather than later, so I can actually prep for Coventry. Um, what's the What's the rules cut off for Coventry? Do two you know? weeks before, I'd have to check again. One of the things okay. that the UKTC series does really, really, really well is they have the best rules pack in the game. Um, like of the tournament circuits, they have like a really well laid out rules pack that explains anything you could have a question about beforehand. Um, so it's a great work out to them on that. Uh, um, I guess a shout out for Adam yeah. Kennelary and Dickie who will be broadcasting SoCal this weekend as well. So go watch SoCal and watch some commentary from Adam Kennelary and from, well, the show will be run by Dickie. You should definitely watch anything that Adam does as loath as I am to support Frontline. They should definitely get a, uh, you should support Adam and things he does. And then to answer the question about whether the when the dice will be available, they'll be available in January, roughly, and they'll be available to anyone who wants to pay shipping for them, essentially. I believe or they you can get some from us at LVO. Yep, or you'll be able to get some from us at LVO. We'll probably nice just have muted. just a ton, several bags of them at LVO for people to come over and claim from us. The goal is to sell enough of them for to pay for us to be LVO. That's, that's what we can go for that. Just sell like Sorry, we're gonna just farm you guys for merch. That's all. That's all this has really ever been about. Um, we're actually Disney. Uh, <laughs> Man, we don't have. I wish we had the merchandise rights. Although I do always have love the idea. First. Yeah, it's true. Details. <laughs> Our next idea for dice also is the six should be a picture of each of us individually to see whose dice sell the most. <laughs> we could do a set of six objectives: one, one with each of us, and one, one with the caricature of each of us, and one with the logo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be good. Working on it. The um, somehow all of, so all of Curies, uh, not all of Curies, all of Cliffs disappear into people's um banks of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Stats Daddy would by far be the most popular of all of them. Yeah, you're Stats Dad. I am Stats Dad, but Stats Daddy is Cliff. Oh, Cliff is Stats Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no clarification, Ennis. Cliff is Stats Daddy. Yeah, no, I, I got that. I just wasn't willing to okay. say it out loud. Yeah. This is a no judgment zone. Right. Yeah. Hoodies, if we got hoodies, would you want it like halved, like a Space Green Armor scheme? Black on one side, white on the other, and then the logo in the middle? Ooh, I like that. that I would probably great. just trust Cliff to design it because I trust his design choices. 
<laughs> Basically, if you send us a design choice, we'll send it to Cliff and ask Cliff if he thinks it's good enough. Yeah, and we'll okay it. Why is it awkward when you have two dads, Benway? Both of your dads care for you deeply. That's only that's less awkward if they care for you. If they care for you deeply, it's more awkward if they don't. It's true. Have, it's have better parents to have two who... dads than no parents. Like... Don't don't you aren't you in like within a hundred feet of your parents in us? No, my parents are at a wedding. I feel like I've been abandoned. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You've still got the dog, dude. Come on. Yeah, my sister came home for the weekend for the week as well. So, you know, it's, it's my dad's oh, my birthday this week. So it's like, you know, she didn't really have a great excuse not to be oh, here. When's your birthday? Monday. Oh, this coming Monday. Yeah. Not not two days ago. It wasn't no. it wasn't yesterday. Yes, no, I would tell people. I would, I'm not that much of a heartless psychopath. <laughs> oh, okay. I never know. Only mostly. Um, my work found out about my birthday, like, today so <laughs> so what you're in it in you're turning like what 19 that's what's going on 26 okay nice dude nice in the united states you could rent a car i think that's what 26 does for you cool getting um yeah, he i'm pretty sure i can do everything now i don't yeah no like i'm, I'm still running a provisional man i got a provisional so i could check into a hotel that's all i got um, i needed id to buy booze as well uh, so obviously I got one at 18 for that purpose because I can do that here. Ha ha ha. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah. So questions. Should, yeah, let's let's take some questions because that went wildly beyond <laughs> whatever off whatever off topic was, we were significantly past that there. Um it's I took some questions idea. in the Discord earlier, but we got digressed onto another topic. So I locked the channel. So if chat wants to just ask questions, I've I've um There are a few questions in chat. Yeah, if chat wants to ask questions, we'll take them for there. And if any new questions go into stat check uh, Discord, I will answer. We will answer them. However, I'm I'm not scrolling back. I, I sent way too many messages about a topic that didn't matter. No, uh, oh, Jesus. It's my one. I'm refusing to acknowledge it. I'm refusing to do anything about it. I like how Ennis rolls everybody else and gets mad at them for when they distract in that chat channel. But when he does it, it's okay. Yeah. He freezes the channel to try to eliminate the evidence. Look. All I'm saying is I'm mad with power and somebody should stop me. <laughs> I can do that if you want. Um, right, questions from chat. Uh, none of these are for us, guys. <laughs> God damn it. I saw a lot of question marks, so I assumed there's going to be a question for us. Um, do we want to nope, try to I'm do something, chat? Solo the schooling back. I've not found one. Oh, stuff. mention the Vibe League. We did run a we did run a TTS League for Star Wars Legion in the Discord, which I won. Hell yeah. I'm so good at running Dark Vader people. Uh, we had six players for that. We're going to be running a TTS League for 40k starting sometime in the next couple of weeks or so. Probably after after the balance days, they will probably give it about a week and then get it fired off. So if you're interested and you are a Patreon member, you can check that out. If you're not a Patreon member and you want to be involved, uh, I am making these two be involved and uh, I assume Fury will be as well. So um, yeah, if you want to get a chance to play us, then you can do that. We'll probably we'll probably do something stupid like write each other's lists for us, so we don't play something stupid. We'll, we'll like write lists and pass them in a circle or some shit like that, uh, but not know who we're passing <laughs> lists our to. Lists just to are going to be dumb. Yeah, yeah. Our lists will be. Yeah, we're 
they'll be playable, but um, I think that'll be the goal that we'll go for. Uh, so if you want to play us in a slightly less serious environment, but you guys can go as try hard as you want, but we're just there to be staff, basically, uh, then you give that a look at. And now let's take some questions, because Anthony scrolled back through the hell mines. Did it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, so the first one's a three-parter. It says, do you think GW is trying to actively limit or discourage certain types of horde lists with the riders being placed on things like Poxwalkers, Zangors, and Cultists? 100%. I think GW yeah. is trying to shrink the game to a manageable level. They don't want to see 200 Gaunts or 200 Cultist lists anymore. They printed a Poxwalker army of Renown and it didn't, limit, didn't remove the limit on Poxwalkers in it. Look, if you, you play think... <laughs> you're still Poxwalker limited. So dumb. Okay. What makes things like Gaunt Spam or Green and like or Silver Tide more like acceptable and not needing those restrictions? I think they're only restricted by the fact that like the rules to support those things that used to exist no longer exist. So for a Green Tide, you needed morale, like based off the mob rule stuff, where if you had enough orcs mm -hmm. around, I mean, morale is less punishing now than it used to be. So that's instantly. less big an issue. It's more I mean, just generally fair. the game is broadly more anti-horde now so blast kicking in at 611 models is real a real kicker for squads of like even if you're on like 15s of anything now it's real nasty sometimes um stopping at 10 is often like not even an option like your units start a squad size 10 um so stuff like cormorants it's really that you pay a lot of extra cp for a lot of units when you go past the sort of 10 15 threshold uh, a lot of terrorist strats are locked at like 16 plus models for like cormorants for 2 cp for france charge things like that um Squad sizes have generally gone down across the board. So cultists used to go to 40, that got brought down to 30, and now I think they're still 30. Um, but things like I'm never going to take anything that's a mid-unit. Exactly. But th there's reasons for that, right? The reasons are because it's punishing to run bigger squads. There's not a lot of reason. They don't get buffs anymore. All the things that give you four small players off of playing a horde army is just kind of gone. Um, because I think it's generally seen as less enjoyable to play against. I don't agree necessarily i think this horde armies can create very fun gameplay patterns but there are definitely when a horde army is overtuned it's definitely annoying because you just feel like you're drowning in waves of bullshit that you can't do anything about i mean the yep. only horde list that i've seen recently perform well is essentially rack spam which is like yeah which is a hundred and twenty horrific archetype that shouldn't exist like that list is obnoxious but that's because it does way too much damage while being a horde list and is also tanky on top of it for what it is when you're talking horseless, like, yeah, you can run 180 gods, they die by the drove, um, but there's enough of them that you're going to run out of bullets before you run out of models. I think that can be fairly interesting. Um, I think GW have generally gotten themselves into a pattern where the cheapest a model can be is five points now, with, like, drops and pop talkers being, like, at that limit. Like, a gaunt is not a seven-point model. For, for as much as the gaunt is cool and they gave it a better gun, a, a gaunt is not a seven-point model in 40k. I don't give a damn. Um... But they're not willing to push them down to what that data should probably should be, which is like four points. Um, yeah, I just think GW is kind of shoving the game away from it. And they're trying really hard to do it by removing all of the supporting pieces and then making it a punishment if you do do those things because there are negatives that come into play. Yeah, and I, I enjoy playing Hordeless, which is definitely different. Uh, not everybody does, but there is an enjoyable play pattern. You can still kind of make one work. You kind of top out at like 120 models now, 130 maybe, because it just becomes not worth it with the ta with the way detachments work and the way that you can only put so many buffs on things with a lot of things being command phase locked now and stuff like that. Um, like Great. you can play something like Eric Lathras' yep. list, which is 120 neophytes, uh, but that's kind of where you're topping out. Whereas I used to put like 190 cultists and have enough points left over for like six six characters and three combat squads 
Um, it's just not a thing anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, next up is where do you think guards should fit between those two categories? I think, I think they should go in the bin. <laughs> so rude. I know that you're pointing at me. I think guards should be... because you said the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I just figured he was pointing at me because he dislikes my NPC army, which is fine. You don't have to like it. Yeah. Uh, I think guard are going to fit more into just troops and chimeras at this point. I don't think they're going to be a true horde army anymore. I don't think you'll get that. They are supposedly eliminating the conscript like entirely from the game, except for white shields, which is a Cadian special unit, which are conscripts, but they're getting rid of conscripts, which was the horde unit that card players primarily used. So I don't think you're going to see horde guardless anymore. Um, and people tend to like things that have multiple functions and those horde units don't seem to have multiple functions. Yeah, says the mid player. <laughs> yeah. All but, right. I mean, as, as, go ahead. Oh, finish. Oh, finish. I'm just going to just go to the I'm next done. question. I'm definitely on a bit of a lag. <laughs> no, I'm done. Go. You're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next one is directed at me. Uh, you mentioned on Art of War Down Under that the US WTC team is going to be less of a good old boys club. How do you see things changing and how the team members are going to be selected? Are you going to be joining the upcoming Stat Check TS League? Uh, yes, I will be joining the upcoming Stat Check TTS League because Ennis is going to make me and I'm going to play some wacky nonsense. Um, as far as things becoming less of an old boys club, um, in general, we've expanded out the team through an initiative that I'm kind of leading right now. Um, people that are interested in playing on the US team should probably reach out to me in some way, shape, or form um, because I am getting what I consider to be an excellent group of prospects for the team to be doing scrims and learning more about the WTC format and things like that. So if you're interested in the team and you feel like you have what it takes to make it, reach out to me and I will or will not include you based on my own personal biases. Um, it's less of an old boys club. It's not it's not a new. It's so, a new old boys club. He's making the new one starting right. now. So if you want to be a part of the yeah. next, the, the, the future generation of the team's old boys club, get on the ground floor, kids. Uh, it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Uh, that's right. It's just that it's expanded out, and there'll be more to it's it. Anthony's old boys club. Yeah, there'll at least more opportunities. Is, I'm leading the initiative, so fuck them. Um, the but yeah, the team itself will have more outreach and stuff, and Brad will probably have announcements about that in the next couple of weeks or something. Maybe I don't know. It's Brad, whoever really knows. He's a force of nature, not a person. Um, <laughs> so um, that's a troll joke about. Troops and warriors. I'm ignoring that. We're not going to do the faction draft because that sent Innocent to a hyperfixate hole. Who deserves the most nerfs in the data slate and why is it Harlequins again? You nailed it. Good job. Uh, what factions or super factions are you planning on focusing for for WTC? It's hard to call that early, and I talked about this a little bit on Down Under, but I'm probably going to try and stick to CSM or World with World Leaders. Um, Jukari, Harlequins, and Blood Angels. That'll probably be like my wheelhouse. Whatever my bunions tell me in me. Yeah. <laughs> Indian Ennis has a very different approach, uh, having infinite power. <laughs> look, look, man. The gout in my foot predicts the weather and what army I'm playing in WC, and I don't have gout. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we never know. Man. And Nathan is gearing up for a coaching role. So I am gearing up for a coaching role. I've got a whole 
a whole analytics thing I'm trying to prep for Innis. Oh, hell yeah. We're doing right, nothing. Uh, <laughs> all right. And then you uh, you fucking monsters ruined the chat after that. So that's, we, that's we all did, the and questions I lost that I see. We, could, we, we were playing badly with our toy. <laughs> that's true. There are some questions at the end. Maybe I can't tell anyone. Well, I've just unlocked it. Nobody's posted in it yet oh. because I didn't tell anybody I unlocked it other than on this. So <laughs> honestly, it's the optimal way to run show questions. Um, Somebody asked what our dream event was in the YouTube chat. Oh, hell yeah. It's round robin best of three WTC that we play on an island. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> going to take so long. <laughs> Nobody said feasible event. <laughs> Dream event was yeah, we like we rent an island for a month. You play one team a day, 32 teams, 31 days. You want you want to sleep, you better win your game duo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Lord. No. Extend it to four or five days. We'll take a day off every every two rounds. Just event in that it's a fever dream. Yeah, my dream exactly. The dude said on the rings of Saturn, like I'm, you know, oh, <laughs> my dream event's fair. not going to be something achievable. It's true. Valid. I quite like the idea of cruise hammer in a very general sense, but I'm also not eighty, so yeah, I'm not going on a cruise. Um, I just dislike cruises because they're moving cities that pollute the ocean as they go. That's, that's fair. That's a bunch of the hypothetical like, gonna go... pirate, a pirate ship that we all play 40k on. Cool. Um, I, I actually, like... actually, my dream event is one in which Anthony doesn't lose to tie three times. <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. My my dream event <laughs> is where I don't get paired into Anthony and round <laughs> in day one of my tournament. So that I can yeah, the only place you should play Anthony is the finals. For a little longer, yeah. See in the shadow round, Anthony. Yep, see you there, buddy. <laughs> we can that. make it even more like the end of Mice and Men. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Yu-Gi-Oh! actually in my head. I'm just going to see in the yeah. shadow realm later on. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He saw the shadow realm once. He saw the rabbits the time before. Yeah. Nathan's had a rough go against me a couple times. Vaguely <laughs> what are you guys doing in the Warhams next week? Like what's your next next week? What should we expect you to be talking about? Just a painful <laughs> amount of Team USA stuff. I just Team USA is my entire life between now and us getting first place next year. Hell yeah! I just want the data slate to drop so that I have something to talk about that isn't the same stat. Like the I'm going to tell you guys something about the stats. I think it's great that they are like at this balance point where things are relatively stable and the factions are relatively well-represented and people are doing... But I can predict well, what Nathan's going to say beforehand and I don't listen to what Nathan says on the show very much. So. There's not nothing really exciting happening in the meta right now to talk about yeah. stats-wise, so... I also really need the data slate to come out like with a reasonable amount of time for us to form opinions on it before my next meta report or it's going to be really boring. Um, yeah. And I'm all about the clicks, baby. Yeah. Stats dad does need some chaos. It's true. I need I don't need chaos. I just need something to happen so that we have more meta analysis and more stats analysis to talk about. Like because things need to happen and to change in order for you to have things to talk about. Eventually a balanced game and a like balanced meta that's like relatively stable becomes stale after a while. 
if nothing ben, move happens. Ben says data slate rumored Thursday UK time. I've been posting about the data slate for four weeks on Twitter. Um, there is like a solid four weeks of, of meme posts a day. Um, it's been rumored since like day day one of that. So I'll believe it when I like, see it. I just want to show people how stable the meta is real quick. I'm going through is... stages of grief with this data slate, man. I was hoping to have it for LGT. <laughs> I just want to share how stable this is from our meta dashboard real quick. Like, it's been just straight lines since September. Hey, 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 no. Late August, Crimson Fist almost over to Imperial Fist, and then Imperial Fist had a resurgence. It's true. Imperial Fist at their 26% win rate have almost... You can tell because it's the only thing we can identify on that chart. Yes. <laughs> Everything else is very close to the bands of balance. Even Harlequins and Tyranids are kind of sort of in it. But like everything's been yeah, relatively stable. But that's about it. Like the meta is very stable, which is good and bad. Good because people are having good better play experiences. Bad because I don't get to talk about a lot. Anthony, you looking forward to Coventry? I am very much so looking forward to Coventry. I'm really excited for it. I need the data slate so that I can know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know the feeling. When is uh, rules cut off for Coventry NS? Because you no idea. Um, God damn it! What do you want in your hip flask? <laughs> uh, let's see how many tau I have to play before we plan a hip flask. Oh man, you're sitting in an Airbnb with us, man. There is no plan besides hip flask. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's eight rounds. You could lose the tau so many times and still go positive. Oh, <laughs> uh, not again. <laughs> and there's no wind path to save you this time, buddy. Man, uh, health for more gaming giving me is it 68% because it has a representative sample of like one and a half dudes? Uh, I wouldn't worry too much it's, about it. It's the only grayed out faction icon because it's basically nobody playing it. Like, there's just some special people who are playing it in metas and beating up on people. Yes, in Hellstorm Wargaming, I can definitely just start drama, I suppose. I already tried starting drama earlier when I decided we should make fun of Art of Wars. Nathan, you've done like 35 episodes of podcast now. You're basically a Warhammer celebrity. Please don't say that. I need to, I need to just make sure that I don't bring a clock to Coventry so that I too can start drama for the pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hear if you just shout, no, that's a zero, you eventually get to get the draw right. <laughs> yeah, you... yeah. Oh, it depends on how many followers you have. The other thing is nobody yeah. ever recognizes me really at events, um, for the most part. So but that'll change when we make him get a stat check tattoo on his forehead. So not gonna do that. Tattoos are business only. Anthony, how's your how's your Australia tattoo coming on? I'm at this rate, I'm gonna end up getting a fucking stick and poke while I'm in England. <laughs> That's another another bet Anthony made that he was cashed in on. <laughs> Anthony I'm tried lucky. to cash in on it at Chicago. It just didn't work out timing-wise. That's fair. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being with us. We are going to call it there so I can please get some goddamn sleep. Um, I, I decided I normally take a nap before the show. I didn't this week because I started watching a show on YouTube and then accidentally watched all three seasons of it on two times speed instead of going to sleep. So, uh, what, yeah. What show in this? It was called... Oh, God. I think it's called Jetlag. Uh, it's basically the, one of the guys that does half as interesting. Um, he basically they did a bunch of game shows based on like traveling. So the first one that I watched is still ongoing, but they started in a little town in the middle of France, 
and they had they played tag around like going to three different places like a couple hundred miles away on public transport and they've got to chase each other with like head starts and shit like that um like exclusively using public transport with like tracking devices on them and shit like that uh, it's really funny uh really enjoying it uh, there's two other seasons with different concepts really enjoyed it recommend um awesome. we're gonna close out because anthony's messaging the discord to tell people to shut the fuck up and close out so thank you for being <laughs> with us. uh go back to the bit earlier where i did all the all the stats all the uh promo stuff because it'll be easier than me doing it but it's in the description as well that'll make things way easier for both of us if you just go down read there instead um thank you everybody for being with us we will see you next week for hopefully please for the love of god a balanced day of slate and if there is one, I'll probably just go live on Thursday and just talk about it for a bit with one of these, if either of these guys are free, just to literally just milk the content out of you. Um... Bye-bye.